Transfer portal season has begun. Miami does now have one heading out the door, and I don't think he's going to be the last. You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet, and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by LinkedIn. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free terms and conditions apply. So we did have a university of Miami player announce on Tuesday. Today's Wednesday, right? Yeah. I'm not good with days. Hurricane player announced on Tuesday, his intentions to enter the transfer portal. The most surprising thing about this is it's only one so far, right? Because guys, we've talked about it over the last couple of weeks. I am expecting a ton of roster turnover. Uh, I could see 20 plus guys leave through the portal, you know, with about 20 guys coming in through the portal. Miami's going to try to bring in a pretty big class of 2023 of true freshmen as well. There's going to be a lot of turnover and a lot of purge here. Now, with that said, the player who entered the portal, I really, really like, and I wish him the best. And that's Gilbert Frierson. Came here to play corner, uh, has been playing or had been playing in the striker role, had been trying to play in the star role. And Gil is a genuinely great dude, amazing human being. And wherever he ends up, wherever Gilbert Frierson ends up transferring, I wish him nothing but the best of success because this isn't, you know, sometimes you'll see guys in certain schools enter the portal and their fans are like, good riddance. Don't let the door hit you on the way out. Dave, you don't want to be here. We don't want you. No, guys, I love, I love, 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 love Gilbert Frierson. This guy, he bleeds orange and green. He's Frank Gore's cousin. He dreamed about playing at Miami. He wrote a really, really nice social media statement, you know, thanking Miami fans, talking about how amazing it was playing at the U. We wish him nothing but the best. It's a shame that he's leaving. But this is part of the business of college football. College football has become a business. Uh, That's obviously good for, you know, the TV networks and everybody who's profiting from it. And it's also getting much better for the players because a few years ago, you didn't have a transfer portal, right? Up until a few years ago, it was really difficult even to, you know, go find somewhere else to play because you had to sit out a year and, you know, your, your coach may not grant your transfer request. Things are getting much better and much easier for players. Uh, Gilbert Frierson, he's not getting playing time here, hasn't been all year. Something is clearly not fitting, uh, and I know this is a good player. In fact, I go back to spring football. Frierson was doing really well. I thought he was one of Miami's better players in the spring game. Going back to April, I really thought he was going to have a nice year in this defense this year. I don't know why he's not getting used. I don't know what's going on, but I do know this is a player who can plug and play somewhere else and have an impact. He's got one season of eligibility left. He's already graduated. So God bless this young man who already has his diploma from the U. That's big, man. Getting that University of Miami diploma, that is fantastic for him. Whether he ends up, you know, playing professional football or not, 
he's going to be a professional at something, and he's got that University of Miami degree. I hope he goes out there and does great wherever he ends up. Uh, in his career at Miami, he's got 113 tackles, 14 and a half tackles for loss, three sacks, eight pass breakups, two interceptions, uh, one interception for a touchdown. I think that was in the Bethune-Cookman game this year, and that's over parts of five seasons played. Uh, and he is a fifth-year junior this year, still with an eligibility left because everyone got that COVID year. Everyone got that extra year coming off of COVID. Uh, this season, he's only had three tackles with one pass breakup, and the interception against Bethune-Cookman uh, hasn't been getting used. Uh, so, you know, we wish him the best. Gil Frierson leaves. And, guys, I'm telling you, brace yourselves for transfer portal season. He's not going to be the last, okay? There are going to be other Hurricanes players, some of which you may not care a whole lot about. Others are going to be like, man, we're losing this guy. I don't want to lose this guy, but it is what it is. Mario's going to grab a lot of players from other schools to bring in the portal. You're going to lose some guys. Uh, you know, when you're rebuilding and, and demolishing the program and trying to rebuild it from scratch the way that Cristobal is doing, roster turnover is just part of this game, and they're going to have scholarships freed up to work with. So I love Gil. And I wish him the best. And I'll say this. Once a cane, always a cane. Gilbert Frierson, forever a Miami Hurricane in my book. Good luck to you in the future. So a, a piece of recruiting news that's got everyone all excited uh, or all, you know, agitated, depending on which side of it you're on. Okay. Um, I am having so much fun covering and I am a Miami fan, of course, but also as a media member covering these recruiting wars between the Miami Hurricanes and the Florida Gators, right? From Jaden Rashada, the Miami commit, and the Florida flip, the Cormani McLean surprise, you know, Florida, they're, they're trying to steal Miami, God, I mean, steal. I mean, they're, they're trying to poach and flip Miami verbal commits like Francis Mauagoa, the Malik Bryant saga, as we covered in yesterday's episode on Tuesday. He ends up doubling down on his Miami commit. Florida's been trying to flip him. Now, uh, one of the top available players in the class of 2023, five-star offensive tackle out of Thayer, Massachusetts, Thayer Academy in Massachusetts, the Pancake Honcho, Samson Okunlola, has not announced anything yet. He's going to be announcing in December. He wants to be an early enrollee wherever he plays. Okunlola has been long considered, and I will still consider him, to be a Miami lean. Miami is considered to be the favorite for Okunlola, but you know where Okunlola is right now? Right now, he's in Gainesville on an unofficial visit. Woo! Florida, Florida is trying to steal Okunlola right from under Miami's noses. And as we've seen throughout this recruiting process, Billy Napier's recruiting strategy, his blueprint, basically is to cheat off Mario Cristobal's paper to see who Mario's going after and then try to poach them. It, listen, fair play to him because it apparently worked with Jaden Rashada, all right? Uh, and with Okunlola, right? I, I can banter, I can kid, uh, and the Florida fans, feel free to show up in our comments, do whatever you got to do because I know you guys are obsessed with Miami. I know you're watching and listening every single day. I will not rule Florida out. With Okunlola, Florida absolutely has a chance with the Pancake Honcho. I do expect the Gator to be one of Samson's top five or maybe even top three once he narrows it down because he teased 
some kind of a, an announcement happening uh, in the coming days or weeks. And I, I don't think that's going to be his commitment. I don't think he's ready to make that yet, like his official verbal commit. But I do think he's going to actually put out a top five or a top three, something like that. Miami will be on that top three, top five. And I think Florida could very well be on that as well. Florida is working very, very hard to try and get Samson Okunlola uh, to the swamp. Uh, in fact, Gary Furman from Kane Sport thinks this one could end up being a Miami versus Florida battle at the end of the day. It's been like that with so many players throughout this process. Now, as far as Okunlola right now, you know, he arrived in Gainesville on Tuesday for a two-day visit. Uh, so I think that's going to either end uh, tonight or, or tomorrow morning. Uh, it's an unofficial visit. So he he did travel down there on his own dime, which he did a couple weeks ago to Miami, came down here for an unofficial visit on his own dime down from Massachusetts. Now, the midweek visit, that's a little odd. These happen, but it's a little odd considering he's not actually going to be there for a game day. So... If you look at like a midweek visit, Hurricanes fans would say, well, okay, this is a, it means nothing. A midweek visit, it's a throwaway visit. He just wants to go down there for some free meals and a gift bag. And if he's going down there for free meals, God help him, because you saw that plate that they served to Peyton Kirkland over the summer. Uh, He couldn't run to Texas fast enough after that stale mac and cheese that they gave Peyton Kirkland. So I hope they stepped up their culinary game for the pancake. I'm sure they did something corny like, hey, we're we're going to we're going to get you some pancakes from IHOP. They probably had like IHOP, like bring in like a full stack or something for him. Like I'm sure they did something corny incorporating pancakes. But, you know, Hurricanes fans would tell you oh this is a throwaway visit midweek visit but then on the flip side of that gator fans would tell you well no this is a great sign he has so much dedication to come down to the swamp that he does it in the middle of the week when there's nothing really going on so that for sure means he's coming they will tell you now one thing uh that i was told and take this with a grain of salt because i cannot confirm this 100 that this is true but um, with, with Okunlola, um, it's my understanding that Florida really wanted to keep this visit a secret because they didn't want Mario Cristobal to know that it's happening. But then somebody leaked it, right? I don't know if it was like an overzealous Gator reporter who's like, I better leak this so I can get my clout. Or maybe if someone from Samson's camp might have even leaked it. I don't know. But My understanding is Florida did not want this to be leaked. They wanted to keep this visit secret because, of course, they know that now if Mario knows the visit is happening, you can bet he's on the counteroffensive and he's calling Samson and communicating constantly uh, to sort of, you know, to try and like debunk the visit and, you know, tell him more things about Miami. Like so Florida may have wanted to keep this visit a secret, but I'm on high alert. No question. Right. Because. Okunlola, one of the most coveted players in the country, Um, depending on which recruiting site you look at, he's either the second ranked or the top ranked offensive tackle in the class of 2023. And it's always him and Francis Maui Goa, who is a Miami commit right at the top. So Miami, if we're being greedy here, they want to land Sampson. We want to land Sampson to, you know, make it official best offensive line class in Miami history. We want to have our cake and eat it too. Uh, you know, and, and Florida, obviously, any Alabama wants this player, Ohio State, Penn State, Michigan State, like everybody wants Samson Okunlola because he's that good. 
I am definitely respecting Florida here. I'm going to tell you they have a chance. I still think Miami is the favorite, but I'm telling you Miami has a chance. When we come back, we're going to start to shift a little bit of that focus to the Clemson Tigers this week. The Wednesday stock report. So any place. Now, guys, I understand Miami are 19 and a half point underdogs for a reason. Is there any place Miami could have some advantages over the Clemson Tigers? Which players, Miami players, are we looking at and buying stock in before this really tough matchup with the Clemson Tigers? We will talk about that and more right after we talk about LinkedIn jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. You add your job and the purple hiring hashtag frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you're hiring. People will notice it, believe me. I have found jobs through LinkedIn Jobs before. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. Guys, this is why small businesses rate LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash college. That's linkedin.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Thank you so much for making Locked on Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. So heading into this matchup with the Clemson Tigers, time for our Miami Hurricanes stock report. Now, remember, guys, I'm going to break my own rule a little bit for this one, okay? We like to buy low, okay? We like to buy low on certain players that maybe didn't have the best performance a week ago but could bounce back this week or guys who haven't played who could be making season debuts or returns this week. That's the way we like to go in this. So heading into this matchup, Clemson, South Carolina, 3.30 p.m. this Saturday uh, this Saturday afternoon. I was going to say Saturday night, but 3.30 p.m. I know it gets darker earlier these days, but I still wouldn't say 3.30 p.m. is a night game, all right? Uh, so taking a look here, um, first player, I'm going to be buying stock in on the Miami side. I am buying low. Very low on Don Chaney. Don Chaney, he's been practicing full speed. He's ready to come back. He's going to suit up. He is going to be available to play this Saturday. And I'm, I'm so happy for him because he's dealt with so many injuries going back to last year. Um, you know, he's obviously not going to be the starting running back. And if Henry Parrish is back, he'll probably be the third stringer at best. But we're basically buying at zero on Chaney. And, you know, he's not played in over a year. But when healthy... Don Chaney, I would argue, is Miami's most well-rounded running back. And Jalen Knighton talked about Chaney this week, what he's seeing in practice. And Knighton said, yeah, you know what, in practice, he looks like the same Don. Like, he looks like the same old Don. So he's practicing well. Cristobal has been saying it for a couple of weeks. He's full speed. I am really curious and really anxious to see what Chaney can do. And Miami's backfield has been really banged up this year. And then you've got, you know, a guy like Thad Franklin who just – you know, hasn't been playing and you got to walk on and Lucius Stanley getting a lot of reps. Yeah, I know we only have two games left, guys, but I really do think Don Chaney can help this team win games and he can help this backfield produce. So I am buying stock in Don Chaney and I'm so happy he's back. And on that note, I'm also buying stock in Jalen Knighton. And I say this even though Clemson 
really tough to run against. They've got a top 20 rushing defense in the country. They give up just 111 rushing yards per game, but I can't ignore how good the rooster has looked over the last couple of weeks. He's got his explosiveness back. He's got his confidence back. Now, I know he spoke to the media on Tuesday and he he says he's never lost his confidence. And like he does, he speaks with a lot of swag. I get it. But I find it hard to believe that when you've been the second stringer or benched in certain games like the, the Virginia game that he hadn't lost. So, but whatever it is, he claims he never lost his confidence. He's got confidence now. The ball security was not an issue against Georgia Tech. Uh, he's making explosive plays again. I am buying stock in Jalen Knight and I am. Next player I'm buying stock in, you got to this week, right? We have no choice. We have to buy stock in Lou Headley. I'm buying stock in the punter, okay? We cannot expect Miami's offense to put together easy drives or sustained drives in this game. It's too tough of a matchup, right? So one of the best defensive lines in the country you're facing this week. And I mentioned how good they are against the run. It's going to be difficult to move the football. The field position game is going to be huge this week. So hidden yardage from Lou Headley punts. And Lou was so good against Georgia Tech. Hidden yardage from Lou Headley punts could keep Miami in this game. If Miami's going to have an opportunity to win this game, a few different things have to happen, including you've got to be really on point in the field position game. So I am buying stock in the Aussie punter. I am also, and man, this is why I'm talking about breaking my rule here because I, I like I like to buy low, but I don't know, man. This week, there's a couple of canes. Even though the stock is high, I feel like I'm still buying. I'm buying stock in Jakari Brown. This is a risk-on investment this week because we're talking about a true freshman quarterback visiting Death Valley, right? I mean, playing on the road at Bobby Dodd Stadium versus playing on the road at Death Valley, Clemson, those are two completely different environments, okay? Uh, but I'm buying stock in Brown because of the amount of poise that he has shown us this year. I love his attitude so much. He, to me, like he's got the right presence to lead a huddle right now. And you'd never know this is an 18-year-old guy because he, you know, he's so mature and he's so well-spoken. Uh, and I love how he fights for every yard. 77 of Brown's 87 rushing yards last week came after contact. And he's going to be contacted a lot, okay, against Clemson. So I know he's going to fight for every yard that he picks up. Clemson's passing defense, by the way, is bottom half of the country for what that's worth their rushing defense top 20 passing defense is 71st in the country they give up 230 yards per game so a huge question entering into this matchup is can brown open up miami's passing attack at least a little bit because if they if they just stack the box force us to throw and brown struggles to do that miami's not going to win this football game he's going to have to hit some receivers downfield and good for him and good for all of us Miami's receiving core, tight end core, you know, Arroyo out for the year, yes. But overall, this is the healthiest Miami's receiving core has been all season long. So can he get the ball to weapons like Brashard Smith, who had a fantastic game last week, Xavier Restrepo, um, Will Mallory, uh, Colby Young, right? We have to attack Clemson downfield to keep their defense honest. So I will be hesitantly, but I believe in this young man so much. I will be buying stock in Jakari Brown. Now, that's assuming he starts. I think he's going to start. We're going to know more, I would imagine, within the next couple of days. 
because uh, Tyler Van Dyke has been practicing, but he was practicing last week and he didn't play. But he's been practicing. Uh, according to Cristobal, his his recovery is coming along nicely. So will will we get surprised on Saturday? Because uh, we probably wouldn't know till a couple hours before the game. Maybe Tyler Van Dyke will surprise us and play. But after already seeing him tweak the shoulder the way he did against Florida State, I wouldn't be rushing him back. So I think Jakari Brown's going to be the starter this week. We're going to tell you which defensive players we are buying stock in right after we tell you folks about the awesome people at Bet Online. Oh, and keep it locked right here, by the way, to Locked On Canes. Guys, I don't know what you're waiting for if you haven't been checking out Bet Online every single day. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there, from football to basketball to soccer and esports. We've got it all at betonline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at Bet Online as well. We are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet online where the game starts in Miami, by the way, on bet online, 19 and a half point underdogs against Clemson. So if you see anything you like there, check out those numbers at bet online. Okay. So who are we buying stock in on the defensive side of the football? Uh, this one's easy. I'm buying stock in West Besaint. Mario Cristobal confirmed it on Monday. The true freshman linebacker is now officially a starting linebacker at the U. This guy pursues, and he tackles, and he makes you remember it when he hits you, just like a Miami linebacker. Like, he looks like a Miami Hurricanes linebacker. He looks so great out there. And defensively, uh, oh, you're going to be facing a tough rushing attack this week. Clemson's passing attack, very Jekyll and Hyde, because that's just who DJ Wiyungalale is. But Clemson's running attack, Legit. Will Shipley, especially. He's really going to test Miami. I want to hear Wes Besaint's name called a lot this year. Number 31 has got to be bringing the boom and bringing the hits this week. He has worked so hard as a true freshman to get to where he's gotten. He is now a starting linebacker, and I think the young man's going to make the most of it this week. I am buying stock. Um, again, I'm, I'm violating my rule a little bit here in, with the next one. Because we usually, we like to buy low. There's nothing low about this man's stock. This man's stock is soaring. It's to the moon already, okay? But just given the matchup, I am buying stock in Cam Kitchens. Coming off the game of his life. Coming off the best game any Miami defensive back has had since Kenny Phillips 16 years ago when he intercepted Duke three times. Kinchins is coming off a three-interception, pick-six performance against Georgia Tech. He's been Miami's most consistent safety, probably their most consistent defensive back all season long. I know his stock probably can't go any higher than it is right now, but I'm still buying. Clemson's passing offense, as long as it's DJ starting and not Cade Klubnick, who I think gives them a better chance despite being a freshman, but they, they've been riding with DJ, right? They've got the 71st-ranked passing offense in the country, Clemson fans can't quite figure out why Dabo keeps sticking with DJ, but we know something about this one. Miami cannot win this game without forcing turnovers. Like, if you look at possible paths to victory, right, one of those has to be, as we talked about with uh, with Headley, you've got, to, you've got to be strong in the field position game. You've got to give Clemson long fields. You've got to get hidden yardage. But another thing is, 
it, it will be impossible to, uh, for Miami to win this game if they can't force multiple turnovers. This has to be a multiple takeaway type of game. They've got to win the turnover margin. And turnovers are actually one of the few areas where Clemson at 8-1, and one, they've not excelled this year on either side of it. Their, their turnover margin is even. It's zero. You don't see that with too many you know teams that are a win away from 10 wins to be zero in the turnover margin. Clemson has nine turnovers in their last three games. They had three turnovers last week against Louisville. They have been turning the football over a lot, uh, yet they're still winning most of these games. Not the Notre Dame game, but they're still winning most of these games despite hefty turnovers. But Miami will not have a chance if they can't force turnovers. And obviously, the best candidate to do that, because he's been the takeaway machine this year, is Cam Kinchins, okay? He has to get... Uh, he has to get some turnovers here. And another path to victory for Miami. Miami's rush defense is going to need to be solid, all right? Just be solid, right? Clemson, for their passing game being inconsistent, their running game is excellent. They rushed for 248 yards, I believe, against Louisville last week. And, and Louisville's got a top 25 rushing defense, and they were able to, to pick up big yards and exploit them. So that is where we are at, my friends. Uh, let me see if I missed anything here. Oh, I had a couple quotes I wanted to read. Will Mallory, Miami Hurricanes tight end one, spoke on Tuesday about Jakari Brown, who's who was Miami's starting quarterback last week. I think he will be again this week, but we'll see. We'll have to see. Uh, he said on, on Brown's success last week, he said to Mallory, it's not surprising because I've seen it since day one, how athletic he is, how good of an athlete he is, Mallory said. Uh, he was asked what Brown is like in the huddle. And guys, this is one of the reasons why I'm so bullish on Brown is for how he is in the huddle. He says he's, for a freshman, a young guy, very calm and collected and confident. He's a really, really good dude, good teammate, and he has fun with it. You can feel that energy off of it. He's competing and having fun, but he's confident. You see that in a young freshman quarterback. That's cool to see. As he keeps progressing, it's a lot of fun. So that's pretty good words there from Will Mallory. I, I had referenced earlier uh, Rooster talking about his his confidence, how he's never lost his confidence. Here's what he had to say to the media on Tuesday. He said, um, um, let me see, hold on. This is, uh, well, let me start with him on being relegated to the backup for most of this year. He says, it wasn't difficult or frustrating being a backup, he said. I never felt I lost confidence in myself, he said. I come to work every day, take it day by day, come to work every day and practice, try to take it into the game. He says, I didn't go. It didn't go right. I kept working every day. Coach was holding me to a standard as a running back. The history, you see the real guys came through this school. I never got down on myself, just came back to work, he said. Um, so yeah, I, I love to hear that. And, and listen, I know, you know, we talked about potential transfer portal candidates. I've speculated all year and he still could be. I've speculated all year that Jalen Knighton could be a candidate to leave in the transfer portal. I would hate to see him go. But honestly, listening to him talk after the game on Saturday and listening to him talk on Tuesday, he doesn't sound like someone who wants to leave. Like, you can usually tell. There are usually signs and clues out there that this person's not happy. They may be looking for another opportunity. Jalen Knighton sounds like he wants to be great here, not somewhere else. So we will see how that plays out. But it, it, it sounds to me like he doesn't want to step out that door at this point. All right, guys, we've had an awesome time today. Tomorrow's going to be fantastic. We're going to talk with former Miami Hurricane 
Kelvin Harris is going to join us tomorrow. Uh, and the interesting thing about Kelvin is I want to see if I can if I can find the actual tweet he wrote. I may just have to paraphrase it, but Kelvin Harris has tweeted out confidently this week that in his mind, you know, he played the game here. Miami's going to beat Clemson this Saturday. I'm going to ask him what makes him so confident about that because he just put it out there matter-of-factly. Miami is going to win this game. So I want to get Kelvin's take on that. We'll talk about his time at the U. So make sure you tune into tomorrow's episode. Tomorrow's going to be a two-episode day, by the way, because we're going to talk recruiting with John Garcia Jr., I'm going to see if I can get the inside scoop on that Lola visit to Florida. I hope they served him that awful mac and cheese because then he's going to just come sprinting down to Miami. So we will talk to you guys again tomorrow. Hey, thank you for making us your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. Catch up on the biggest stories of the day in sports. Plus, get instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. Locked On Sports Today is available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. We will talk to you guys tomorrow on another episode of Locked on Canes. We are part of the awesome Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day.